tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Fighter meets the UFC After Show on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Daria Baronado and I'm here with my co-host, like we just were an hour ago, <laughs> Mr. George Hermosa. It's called a crossover. Wearing a different shirt. A mashup. A crossover. Wait a second. Um, a remix. Did you guys notice your shirts are like exact except different colors? Mm, not even a little bit, kind of. This is from the Gap, okay? Where's yours from? It was Old only a Navy. Gift. No, I'm just going to hit from. It's not the same place, it's Ralph. It's Ralph Lauren. Oh. Yeah. No, but you guys look Marshall's is getting upscale there, apparently. The yeah. guy in the green's name is Jay Tan, actually, by the way. I actually, got it. I actually got it from Macy's because they gave me a 10% uh, discount when I used my Macy's card. There you go. All right. Mm-hmm. We're also going to plug UFC Fight Pass. Nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> yes. Let's get that out of the way as well, right? <laughs> okay, guys. We have a lot to talk about, so I'm going to dive us right into it. It was mm-hmm. the Ultimate Fighter uh, Season 20 finale. The first ever all-women season. Also the first ever season establishing an entire weight class, an entire division in the UFC for the first time. And crowning, no pun intended, a female winner at the end to be the first ever strawweight UFC champion of the world. What was the pun? Well, because like the season's called uh, cha- champion, champion will be crowned, crowned, and then I say crown, and then I guess that's it was, not a pun. It's just mean that, pun. I mean that's why they called it a champion will be crowned because a new champion was going to be crowned at the end. But should we start? What do you want to do? You want to start for the I guess girls? It would be like a crown if I had like a coloring crown and then a crown. What? Or if or if it, uh, I have a crown in my mouth. Somebody's last name was King or Queen, and they went to the final. Right? And then, they were the King. Then, no pun intended. Then you would have a pun. Yeah. Right? There you go, guys. There's your. Uh, I thought you meant like women crowned during childbirth. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that really is oh, see, I thought you meant that. the crown that they put when you have like messed up teeth. So they put a crown in your uh, on the thing. Well, know. that's Guys, what I meant. Guys, they don't put a championship belt in either place where you're talking about crowning, especially not the former. Those belts are heavy, like yeah, really so heavy. So you wouldn't want to put it there. You don't that's want to put what it I'm anywhere, saying. but around your waist, <laughs> around the waist of you. Got to wait. <laughs> because they don't already know. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it already, we're going to start from the bottom of the card, guys, and we're going to yeah. give you some awesome. Awesome results, and then we're going to talk about them. Jay, why don't you start us off at the bottom of the prelims? Let's go. Yeah, run a, say, run a throw. Let's up. start with the prelims. Uh, fight pass. Uh, we had uh, two two matches uh, in fight pass. Ash the Bash Daily and Alex Astro Girl Chambers uh, went. Uh, well, actually, I'm I'm sorry. The first one was Emily Kagan versus Angela Overkill Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit of an upset, honestly. Uh, Angela Hill won by unanimous decision. Um, that that was, was the only one that picked Angela Hill. 
I'm just letting you guys know. You Good did. On you, buddy. You're right. Yeah. Maybe unfair actually to say uh, to to say an upset. Due credit to Angela, but one sided. She held her own, and then some throughout the whole thing. It could be said that it was an upset because Angela Hill, prior to the Ultimate Fighter House, was one and zero as an MMA yeah. fighter. So, mm-hmm. you know, she comes from a, a very long pedigree of uh, kickboxing. Yeah. But in MMA, she's fairly yeah. new. So yeah, she did I could really say it's an upset. Job. Two of the judges gave her thirty twenty six. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the next match, uh, Ash the Bash Daly versus uh, Alex Chambers. She Ash Daly. Yeah, Al- Al- Ash came in uh, a few pounds overweight, but they went ahead and uh, took the match uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash won by armbar in the first round, four minutes, 53 seconds. Uh, during the Fox Sports 1 prelims, and I got to say here, just in general, I was really curious that – why we can talk about this later um you've got three different uh, men's matches but this being the ultimate fighter finale of this season right the fox sports prelims were were all women's matches and i, I don't really have an explanation for that one um and then they they trickled in some men there in the main card it, yeah i didn't get it either i thought that since it was the ladies' time to shine, since they had just wrapped the entire season, I get there being other people on the card because there's only right. you know so many matches and you, you need a certain amount. But, but I think you probably could have mixed it up, uh, the men and the women in the prelims. Because I think there were right. quite a few of these uh, early – these prelims on Fox Sports 1 that were worthy to be on the main card. Absolutely. I, I um, agree with you on the confusion because if you think about it, it's not like it was the prelims were on Fox Sports 1 and right. then the main card was on pay-per-view or Fox. It was, That's another point. It was all on point. Fox Sports 1. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't have to change the channel when the prelims were over to, to watch the main And the I main think card. for the people that were tuning in for this show, there was probably more interest or at least awareness of the women than uh, than the guys on the uh, on the main card. Right. Because so, it, anyway. it, it was hard to hype them because all the commercials were for the tough yeah. finale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but they were great fights. I mean, people we we know, obviously, Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens, Charles Oliveira, mm-hmm. KJ Noon. So uh, they yeah. definitely gave us a good showing. But I agree. I would have liked to have seen the women. Uh, more so on the main card than the men and put the men maybe mixed in with the prelims. But yeah, yeah. either way, they all gave us a great showing. Next. Uh, running through it, yeah. yeah Tisha, Tor- uh, Tisha Torres versus Angela Magana. Uh, Tisha won by unanimous decision, 30-27 across the board. That went all the way. One of them scored a 30-26. Was it? Oh, man. I, I watched that fight back, and yeah? Tisha Jor- Torres just had her way with Angela Magana. True. Yeah, oh, as yeah. she should have. I didn't yeah. realize that was uh, one of the scores. I had uh, 30-27. And I'm kind of happy about that, especially kind of going back and uh, recapping some of the early episodes and, you know, the season. Just kind of Magana just having that kind of bully attitude with, you mm-hmm. know, some people. She, she's, she definitely came off, uh, came across as a bully. And, you know, even after the show, we saw her tweeting uh, Michael Bisbing saying he was a chump or something like that. And yeah. starting her own drama off the show. Yeah. And I think taking a page from the Chael and. Uh, school of promotion. I think that's accurate to say. And I, I don't know if it's going to work out for her. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she was no match for Tisha Torres. And I actually have, I think, and it will probably come, come all full circle, I think Tisha Torres should fight um, Claudia. What's her name? Um, well, yeah, yeah, I definitely, that's a very good they're, point, they're George. Their is very similar. I want to talk about... Uh, Contention matches yeah. in the future, right after we go over these. Yeah. So let's get through them, and then we'll talk about that. Joanne Calderwood, JoJo went with uh, Seo Hee Ham from Korea. So Hee Ham was not on the uh, on the roster of uh, Ultimate Fighter. Assuming that, I'm sure just because Justin Keish was still hurt. Justine, yeah. Uh, yeah so I think that injured. makes sense why they brought her in. But yeah. JoJo won by unanimous decision as well. That was pretty. Uh, it was a good fight, but uh, still. 
Jo- JoJo cleaned up. I, I, I like that fight. I think it wasn't as lopsided as it appeared to be. I think it was more JoJo. Mm, I wouldn't say slight, but still kind of. It was back and forth. JoJo won each round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I think slightly. I don't think it was from a large margin. I think it Great. was just you know yeah. not small, but not huge either. Like mm-hmm. medium. Like, like if a- it, if it was like a steak, it'd be like medium rare. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I don't know what else to compare okay. it to. You know, you have your well hey, done. That's or a good big, comparison. You know, but go ahead. It's a good comparison. No, were you going to say something else? Yeah, I was going to say it makes me happy to see this happen because it just says to everybody that put this season of the Ultimate Fighter together, they did the right selection. Mm-hmm. Selection, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they picked the right females to go in the house. You know, I, it, it kind of worried me because I do know a lot of names in the one fifteen pound division that that weren't on the house, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, you know, did they just pick certain girls because of personality and this and that, and are, are the girls going to go into the division? And all these random girls that weren't on the show, you know, come and yeah. wipe them clean. But no, it, it's proving to be pretty accurate, and I and I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, as, as we discussed throughout the uh, the season, the Ultimate Fighter show, the previous episodes, we we saw that it, with a lot of the matches in the house. That gap between one, Carla Esparza and Angela Hill, was not as big as a lot of other uh, weight, classes, weight divisions. Right, yeah. 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 Um, Although so. we've no, we haven't seen a Carla Esparza versus Angela Hill. Because it still it makes me wonder, though, because you see Tisha Torres get dominated by Carla Esparza. Mm-hmm. Then you see Tisha Torres dominate someone like Angela Magana. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like If you look at all the matchups, it's, it honestly comes down to... Obviously, skill level, but then there's also the other factors of style matchup that, mm-hmm. that play a factor. So right. you're like, oh, well, she did better against her because her wrestling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all those other factors play in a in. tournament. You can only do style matchup. You can only match by style the first round. After that, it right. is simply who gets their hand raised. Uh, in this instance, also, you're talking about six months at least. Yeah, about six months after they taped. The show itself. So right. to compare those matches from the summertime, even though we aired only in the fall, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a bit apples and oranges compared to what we saw um, last night. Very well, true. Especially because now a lot of these girls have their training camps behind them. Now they can yep. train exactly to where they're supposed to be. You know, yeah. absolutely. So, especially um, like someone like Rose Namajunas, who's uh, you know main coach and cornerman is, is her fiance Pat Berry. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably means a lot having him in her corner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We discussed uh, JoJo and Sohi. After that, Beck Rowdy Rawlings took on Heather Joe Clark. This was one of the ones I think should have been on the main card. This one had some attention, yeah. I believe, at least. Uh, certainly hype and story uh, storyline behind it. Heather Joe Clark got her revenge, redemption. Uh, I'm trying to think what Whatever else you want to call it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, winning also by unanimous decision, 29-28. Across the board, um, they I, hugged it out. They squashed the beef. Yeah, yeah, they did. I, I thought. I Heather think a lot really of it just maybe more respect. I mean, they're probably not going to hang out anytime soon. But it just you know after going yeah. through a war. I mean, you, I mean, Nick, Nate Diaz did the same thing with uh, Rafael dos Anjos. You know, just something yeah. you do, right? Um, I mean, I'm Heather not really had her way during the whole match. She was controlling on the feet uh-huh. on uh, on the ground. She would have her. Uh, um, or at least against the cage, you know, she was punishing her against the cage uh, with some ground and pound. Um, and it was, I, I got to say, for as much as we saw the antics of Beck Rawlings and everybody else or that uh, the Scrapettes, this crew or clique that 
really Beck seemed to keep alive more than anybody else. Keep bringing Beck and Angela, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even Beck more so than Angela. Although maybe Ange was uh, was putting it out there on Twitter, right? Um, but it, it got kind of uh, tired after a certain while. So it's nice to see Heather get her redemption. I think there. so too. And I, I don't. I can't say this because I don't know, but I don't think necessarily there would have been that hug and appreciation after if Beck would have won. Oh, certainly not. <laughs> right. So I think, I mean, you saw, you saw at the weigh-ins, you saw at the stare-off, Beck Rawlings gave her the finger. Mm-hmm. And this is, like you said, six months after the taping of the show. Yeah. So I think had Beck won, she would have been like, screw you. I told you I was better. I told you so. Yeah. You know, I'm still the bully. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So I'm really glad that Heather Joe Clark won. Yeah, there was Not a lot even of saying that I'm on Heather Joe Clark's team mm-hmm. or anything like that, but I just like to see fairness play out in the cage. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was even some tension on the Tough Talk after the the last Ultimate Fighter oh, show. Was oh, there. Was, was there? There was, was it, yeah, it was six of them, and I don't know how they put Heather Joe Clark and Beck Rawlings next to each other. But yeah, they were just kind of going back and forth, kind of Beck just being very stoic, not really just kind of always having her back turned and just, you know, Beck struck whatever. me as not even having answers for some of Karen Bryan's questions yeah. as to justifying the the bullying. Um, and, and maybe we're, we're labeling that because we don't know what, what happened in the house. But right. it seemed that, you know, what we saw on TV, uh, at least the, the ganging up, psychologically speaking, um, that was uh, Beck couldn't necessarily justify that. Other than, or and the same thing with um, Carla, Carla and Felice towards uh, Randa Marcos in the second half of the season. They, uh, they, their justification was, well, you only saw so much that happened, and, and it that, got edited out to make us look like the that bad guys. justification only goes so far. Because exactly. Although I, I completely agree. I, I know how reality TV works. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do edit it in a certain way where they show more bad than the good sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, the bad they're showing isn't edited. It's not like they made these things up and, you know, put your face next to fleeces and made you guys do a patty cake and added the audio. You did it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So although it it might sway viewers a little bit more dramatically than you would have liked it to come across, it still comes across as what it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Beck Rawlings, I agree with you, Jay. In the interview with uh, Karen Bryant, she just seemed like she couldn't make me like she couldn't come to terms with what had happened like mm-hmm. she seemed very upset with the fact that her followers and and twitter and social media are coming at her so harshly and um she almost looked teary-eyed at one point when she was talking about it i don't know Beck, if that was just me yeah talking about beck mm-hmm. rawlings she just seemed like so disturbed by the fact of how she's perceived now because of that i think she was probably put on the spot when someone actually questions and asks her well how do you justify this and right she may not be able to articulate an answer, you know, in in public, mm-hmm. um, which is why she was kind of stammering at uh, at some of Karen's questions or, or challenges. She right. Just was a, uh, I don't know where you're going with this question. Mm-hmm. Right. Carla I mean, seemed on. more more def- definite with her answers, mm-hmm. but at the same time, once she was asked that question, well, you know, what what about the patty cake? What about this? She was yeah. kind of just like, uh, well, it was what it was. It wasn't yeah. like serious. It wasn't supposed to be that mean. You know, it wasn't bullying, but. It when the camera's on you, you gotta know <laughs> what's going on. You gotta right. accept, you know, hey, take responsibility for I think your it's actions. a growing experience for everyone who's involved. I think yeah. it always is. Um, anytime you're put on reality TV like yeah. that, you learn a lot. So the main event of the finale on Fox Sports, or rather the prelims, excuse me, uh, Felice Herrig and Lisa Ellis, also kind of a last minute, uh, feud, if you will, or postseason feud, I'd say, because we didn't really see too much, uh, between the two of them during the show. Uh, I believe there was some, tweets passed back and forth or no there was an incident on the red carpet i think it was a red uh, carpet incident um yeah. felice harrig 
uh, went to put her arm around posing for photos Lisa Ellis, and stuff, posing and... for photos, and she was like, said something along the lines of "Get your arm off me," or yeah. you know, "Why are you have your arm around me?" And the police was like, "Oh, I didn't know we had beef. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." <laughs> you know that kind of thing, and I think it, you know Lisa Ellis might have been fed up from you know what had happened in the house maybe it wasn't directly towards her but mm-hmm. maybe she was upset in general of the behavior of felice harrigan just Something, didn't want perhaps. you know to be part of that but yeah so felice uh, ended up getting her um, her revenge as well submission by armbar in the first uh three minutes and five seconds in the second. oh is it the second yeah, i'm sorry second. you're right i I sit corrected here. It the second was, round. That was a hot, that was one of George's favorite types of match, right, George? I thought so. I mean, I was actually very surprised on just how much how entertaining. I always like the whole jujitsu and then kind of going to reversal here, reversal mm. there, back and forth. Um, started Scrap off with on the, the ground. Started off with an early submission attempt from Lisa Ellis, who right. looked like she had it on pretty deep. Yeah. Um, Felice getting out of that. Then it looked like Felice had a like an arm lock. Somehow Lisa got out of that. And it's kind of like you got to respect that. You got to respect Absolutely. when somebody's put in that situation, which I will talk about that in a, in a later fight tonight. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about because I mentioned it earlier. But yeah, just kind of getting out of that. And it's like there's no way Lisa is going to get out of that. And it kind of goes back to what we said earlier where maybe it's a big difference now that Lisa Ellis is, you know, I guess you can say home. She is not homesick. She, you know, we don't have to see the, the, the blanket with the baby on it, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> missing her one year old. Yeah. yeah. So you got to know how much, how much more comfortable she was with that. I mean, right. granted she lost, but there mm. were times where she looked like she was, uh, Felice was pretty close to tapping. Yeah, it was a standing guillotine. Listen, in the early I know part of the way first. too much about that guillotine. <laughs> uh, it was very, very similar to the guillotine I was put in, in my last fight. And, Whew, I, just like Felice Harrig, I, I survived mine. And once mm-hmm. you get out of there, it's like, you know, you're seeing stars for a minute. There was, it was like, you know. You need some recuperation time. Yeah. So kudos to, uh, to Felice Harrig for sticking in there and yeah. coming out with the win on the end. That's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Then, so. my favorite match of the evening's next. <laughs> I'll go from here. We had Jessica Penne versus Randa. The, oh, Quiet Storm. I didn't know that was her nickname. Quiet Storm Marcos. Maybe that came recently or? Kind of makes sense the way that she. Uh, she is a quiet storm. She came across on the show, and then when you would put a mic in front of her live, it was a whole other ball game. Not if very you quiet. Set her off, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they, they when they were doing the commentary, you heard John Anik and Joe Rogan talking about her past a lot, bringing up, you know, that her mother and herself escaped from Iraq at a young age, and that mm-hmm. you know lived immigrated with, to Canada, in, immigrated to Canada, lived with no you know electricity or you know running water or anything for a while and Mm -hmm. just her hardships and how that was going to help her in this match and you know just her her durability and her Mm -hmm. toughness throughout any match that we've seen her in and that definitely proved true first Mm -hmm. of all they got fight of the night yeah uh penne won via split decision uh i think it went to the right person i think jessica penne won that one but it was a good fight Mm -hmm. and a bloody one uh takedown by penne she got mount uh marcus got back up the takedown was a nice hip toss in the beginning Round two was kind of a striking match. Uh, Randa getting the better of Penne. I said I gave round two to, to Randa. And then round three, Randa comes out swinging. Uh, tons of spinning back fists. She, she was really yeah. trying to land that spinning back fist. I thought that was awesome. Uh, but Penne. It almost seemed like that was a, a secret weapon she'd been holding on to. For right? It, it was almost couple like. A spinning back fists and then a spinning back uh, back kick as well, I believe. Right? Yeah, she, yeah. It was like her secret arsenal that she unleashed in the third round. You know, and she started to land more in the third as well. She She's did. looking better for it, you know. But Penny uh, had amazing jujitsu in the third round mm-hmm. and really dominated the ground game. Yeah, I was not upset that Marcos lost. 
I, I like I said, just the past few weeks. I That's just the not, personal I thing, just, though. I right? just yeah. was not a, a fan of her. I mean, Why? even Tell us. even going back to tough talk, you had Rose just kind of asking her a question. I'm like, what's what's? I'm just wondering. She, this is Rose speaking. I'm just wondering, what's your beef with me? She's like, you were mean. You were this. You were that. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you can insert. Like, like you, you see, this is Rose not getting upset. She's just asking a question, and Rana just starts attacking her. It's like, whoa. Rose like, literally just said no, but. But what specifically did I yeah. do to you? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. just, just give me a reason. And there's more guilt by association. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. You were laughing. You know, you were this, you were that. And Randa like, was just like, I think Randa's thing is that, like, she's, like, she's been through so much, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to this petty girl drama, she doesn't know how to handle it. You know, instead of just like, you know, mm-hmm. ah, it's girls will be girls, you know, and yeah. kind of rolling with the punches. To her, it's like... <laughs> she's saying, I went through Iraq! Yeah. Hell no! <laughs> I dealt with a war-torn country. What are you talking about? Yeah, you are not gonna <laughs> make me look stupid on television yeah. with this little bullshit. So I think it might be some of that, but um, she also said that, you know, she was never good at, like, handling her emotions. Mm-hmm. She was talking about that after Tough Talk. And maybe that's part of it too. But Rose was hilarious during that tough talk. She, they, they were like talking with Carla and uh, and Heather, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm. And Rose was just like this. The camera caught her, and she was just like, <laughs> yeah, this. those eyes up above. And I was like, oh, she's so cute. She's just so like stuck in the middle of of all this drama. Yes. that she clearly didn't want to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my favorite fight of the night. It also won fight of the night. They got fifty thousand dollars bonuses. Congratulations to them mm-hmm. for putting that, on a that show. That says a lot because going overall. This whole card was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Every fight some had, good had some, some, some moments where you're like, this is going to be fight of the night. No, this is going to be the fight of the night. But so big props to Penny and Marcos to performing on a, on a night full of great matches, great fights. I, I was, I was working at my bar bartending during this fight and I actually told my boss, I was like, you can fire me, but I'm not <laughs> bartending during this entire fight. I can't do it. <laughs> and he's like, Oh. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so I was just like so like entertained and like I, I tip your waitress as well. Your bartenders and waitress as well. My, my all my patrons, my regulars were watching yeah. with me. They were like, Oh, you know, do you train with her? Like they don't get, you know, the yeah. world of MMA and I was like, oh, I think man. everybody knows each other and everybody yeah. trains with each other. Yeah, like we they think we're all one network. It's like, Oh, she lives in SoCal, but um Anyway, so it was a. Yes, can I have a shut up? Not till the third round's done. <laughs> Seriously, I, it wasn't happening. It was <laughs> my my point to that story was that this watching this gave me chills a little bit. Really? Yeah, because it it was just history in the making, mm-hmm. and it's awesome being part of this new breed of MMA where people aren't training Taekwondo anymore. People aren't training, you know, whatever else. They're they're training MMA. It's a new breed, mm-hmm. and we saw. We'll talk about a retirement that happened tonight. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's a veteran of the sport retired saying that he just can't keep up with the young guys anymore. Yeah. And it's true. There's a new wave coming. And these women, you know, not all of them are new. A lot of them are veterans from other organizations. But mm-hmm. to see them get a platform so large as the UFC mm-hmm. in a new weight class, it really makes it, you know, it it gets me excited. It makes me happy. Well, there's also a personal hook for you, that being... That it's my weight class and it's now established yeah. in the UFC and it gives me those chances. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There, there's now an end goal for you. And I think that that's not a bad thing. I think it's right. fair, uh, f- fair whether, whether you put it towards uh, women or men of a new weight class. Okay, now there's something 
there's a reason for me to be to invest my time and energy into it. There is an end goal right. towards uh, towards the future. If should I pursue to decide to pursue this uh, this career, right? Um, and Invi- yeah. listen, Invicta is a great platform, mm-hmm. but the UFC, you know, it's it's those just one initials, step higher. Yeah, those yeah. three initials have been the the pinnacle of MMA since it hit the sport uh, since it hit this country. Yep. I mean, it's only a matter of time before a lot of these girls are on the same fight card as a Anderson Silva or a John Jones Absolutely. or you know, a Cormier or Velasquez. So, you know, kudos to them. There's so many. It seems like every few months there's always like new history being written. You know, mm-hmm. a first this, a first that, and like I said, kudos to that. Yeah, every time we see, we we talk about it on the show, you know, even like like you say, you love seeing people do things that have never been done. Like you love seeing. You know, someone who's never been knocked out get knocked out. You know, moments like that that we're witnessing and we get to talk about with you guys, which is awesome. It, it's really cool, especially when you're as invested in the sport as we are, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about the rest of the card here. Let's go. Men's Joe Proctor mm-hmm. versus uh, Yancey Medeiros. Yancey Medeiros won uh, via guillotine. This was quite an interesting match. It was starting off in favor of Joe Proctor, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, really a tough guy, fighting a good fight. Really nice leg kicks. Yeah, he was and throwing heavy shots, Joe Proctor was. He was. He was putting it all out there in, in, in his hand strikes and his feet. But Yancy Medeiros seemed to be the methodical, patient, kind of feeling him out, really really finding his distance and range, mm-hmm. and it did him well. Yeah. You know, them with a beautiful spinning back kick to the gut that yes. just... And I love that those. That opened up the flurry, and too. I, and I love those because if you ever see those those kind of those liver shots, it's like, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, he's done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like that. two seconds There's delay. a delayed effect. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. There's so many of those where you're right. It's like, oh, then the guy's down the next hit. Yeah. It's hard to recover from a hard body shot like that. More so, I think, than, you know, like a, a good head shot. Because it's like, mm-hmm. it re- really doubles you over and not mm-hmm. much you could do. Yeah. Yeah, Madero's landed the spinning back, cl- back kick. Uh, really set up the flurry that dropped Proctor against the cage. And right. then Madero's jumped in for a guillotine choke and, uh, and got that really fast. He was one of the two performance bonuses of the night. Props to him for 50 Gs. Hell yeah. Uh, oh boy, you want to come through LA? Lunch is on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yancy Madero's. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, you, you guys go ahead. No, no, really, <laughs> no you go you, ahead. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. go. This is a bad episode of Portlandia. I'm just going to cut to it. Yeah. Uh, KJ Noons. You know what I'm talking about there, some of you. KJ Noons and Darren Crookshank um, at 155. Unfortunately, this was the, the unfortunate note of the uh, of the night. Started out to be a really fun kick fest, I'll say. Guys going back and forth. A lot of uh, fast and hard shots, especially kicks uh, trading. A lot of people said that this was going to be the fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Really highly anticipated match. Dana White was excited for it. I yeah, know. yeah. KJ Nunes has been around for for quite a while. Uh, former Elite XC champion and uh, uh, boxer in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Crookshank is a guy that's come up and uh, really has a lot of uh, um, I don't say hype, but uh, a lot of people believing in him. Absolutely, you know, and, and has has reason for that. Unfortunately, round two, however, uh, KJ Nunes was stopped twice for um, for an eye poke. Um, one was in the first round, and one, the second yeah. one was in the second yeah, round. Yeah, the second one was kind of funny. Um, Big John was the referee for this. There was an eye poke. Uh, Crookshank was complaining about it and almost turned away. But I, I think we heard Big John say, no, keep fighting, or something alluding to, I'm not going to stop it, keep going. John apparently missed the eye poke. Uh, KJ Nunes jumped in and then... I remember specifically hearing Darren say, 
it's bad, man. <laughs> I think that was the line. Uh, something something akin to that. And John finally, uh, I think at that point, Nunes was, was hesitant to go in. And John called for a timeout, and then they realized that there was uh, some actual damage to the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, John brought in the refer- uh, sorry, the doctor, the ringside physician, took a look at it, and they took a few minutes to for uh, for Crookshank to get his uh, try and get his vision back. He couldn't peripherally; he didn't see uh, didn't see the number of uh, number of fingers the ringside physician was holding up. Right, and and said those magic words that. Guys, for those of you in a fight, or if you are at a fight and you hear someone say this, then you know the match is over. I can't see. I can't see will immediately. That's that's the code word to the referee. I'm done with this match. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can't see out of one eye, it is the referee's obligation for your safety. Unless you put your hand up to your eye like George is right now, in which case you're probably blocking a shot and you are not able to hide behind that alibi, George. You're screwed. Yeah. You're just going to get hit in the face. At that point, the referee will stop uh, <laughs> stop the match, and uh, and, and you will... Works every time. Depending on, on how far the, uh, the the match is in into it, time-wise, um, it'll be a no contest, which it was in this case with Nunes and Crookshank. Right. Uh, or if you're in well, the third round, you'll lose uh, possibly lose that match. Uh, Big John, you know, was trying to give him as much time as possible to recover. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no, but I don't think anybody who saw it thought it was as bad as it actually was but there yeah. was if you saw it, there was blood all around the eye he ended up having to get stitches on the lid right. of his eye they don't know if there's any actual damage to like the retina and the actual eyeball right. but the lid had to get stitches so yeah he did end up going to the hospital he did the right, right? thing in my opinion yeah he ended up going to the hospital he mm-hmm. did the right thing in my opinion cuz i think about it as a fighter every fighter wants a fair fight mm-hmm. but if you get you know a, a reasonable injury that has to do from your opponent's talent you know mm-hmm. like a head kick splits open your head Okay, you know, that's your own fault. But when it's an eye poke and a legal move that, that injures mm-hmm. you from the fight, yeah. you kind of say to yourself, okay, do I want to go in there and get KO'd because I can't see out of my one eye right. and make yourself look even worse? You know what I mean? It, it, there's a lot no, of factors that play into it. it and I think you made the, the right, right choice. Absolutely the right call. There's uh, I, I read a study one time uh, many years ago, but uh, aside from death, one of the uh, like the second most scariest thing Possibly even the first most curious thing about death being is, blind. is people being blind. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, to lose your eyesight, you know, it's obviously it's something you want to protect. That's first and foremost, you know, between that and head trauma. Yeah. So, you know, certainly not. I don't think there's much question in stopping Absolutely in the not. stoppage itself. Um, hopefully we'll see that uh, that booked again and, and rematched. Dana White said it's definitely in, it could be it could happen in the near future. A rematch mm-hmm. between the two. He would love to see that fight. Yeah. And hopefully Crookshank, uh, you know, heals and recovers. Without any problem. Yes. Next on the card, we have Jeremy Little Heathen Stevens versus Charles Dobronx Oliveira. Yeah. Um, first of all, Charles Oliveira's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Right? Oh my God. Uh, talk about high level Jiu Jitsu artists. I mean, mm-hmm. this, Charles Oliveira is probably one of the best submission artist and jiu-jitsu artist in the sport in my opinion mm-hmm. i mean he, and he proved that tonight against jeremy stevens he looked amazing he had that immediate armbar attempt in, in the beginning of the first round mm-hmm. and followed it up with a million more attempts what do yeah. you think very oh. busy from bottom i uh i gave him all four uh, all four sorry all three rounds um he was, you know, how Stevens survived. I mean, that's kudos to both guys. Stevens for surviving and Oliveira for sticking with yeah. that arm bar that was going for about two to three minutes in the first so round. So brutal. Yeah. And for for Stevens as well to continue 
to the end after having dealt with that that early in the round. You're digging deep, and you know you're you're, you're pulling something out from uh, from down deep to continue and, and get through that match for all 15 minutes. Right. So, yeah. So going back to what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. uh, going to J- Jeremy Stevens. I mean, how that guy did not tap out is just amazing. And again, I like the fact that you build up Oliveira. Um, to say how great he was, because now it just shows just how gutsy and how much heart Jeremy Stevens, Jeremy Stevens has. Mm-hmm. And I remember I mentioned it earlier where I think that if I was a female in the bantamweight division, I would want to train with Jeremy Stevens and tell me, tell me, please, teach me, please, how do I get out of that armbar? Yeah, that armbar defense. Because I agree, how Stevens got out of that was just like, oh my god, and. Again, if I was like Misha Tater, whoever, I'd be like, you know what? I need to train with this guy because I, I, I need to know how he did it. I want to know how he did it. Well, sometimes you can, that's toughness is something that you, you can't necessarily teach. You yeah, I mean, you don't. I was watching it and I was cringing because I thought that arm was about to snap. And right at that moment when I thought it was about to snap, he slid out of it. Yeah. So, it, I mean, the thing with being in a tight submission, there's that moment where the person who has this mission can only hang on for so much longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're really yeah. cranking a guillotine, you know, cranking for a triangle, it's it's a lot, taking a lot of energy for you to do that as well as being in it. Mm-hmm. So there's that moment where either the person that's in it taps out or they make it past that threshold and the person that has it has to let go. Yeah. And we've seen it. And Jeremy Stevens definitely, definitely was the tougher man in that position. Yeah. Usually, usually we like to talk about some of these high level guys. Uh, who do they face next? Right. Well, there's an issue because Charles Rivera actually missed weight. So, and it's not his first time missing weight. No. Uh, he actually used to fight at 155. So I know Dana White says, you know, as impressive that he looked, as impressive as he was, I might need to have the talk with him that if you're not going to make weight, you might as well just be at late weight. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what Charles Oliveira said in the post press didn't. conference? Uh, they asked him that, and it was actually right after the fight in the interview. They mm. asked him that, and he's like, I, I even heard it in whatever language he speaks. I guess he speaks Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. He was like, no, no. And he was, <laughs> he, he was like, no, absolutely not. This is my weight class. I'm staying here. We got to go back to the drawing board. There, there was a, there was a mess up. There was something that happened that caused yeah. me not to make weight. We're oh, going to find yeah. that something and we're going to fix it. But it's not he the first was time like, though. Oh, right, of yeah. course. He, but he was like ex to going to lightweight. <laughs> he wants none of Anthony Pettis. I wonder if that's not something we should start to see more of, encouraging guys to go up in weight. You know, we are, Jay, we're going to see more and more and more of that. I kind of hope so, because quite frankly, you know, the Pandora's box of, well, of this conversation, but not to take <laughs> it there, um, but of guys fighting at a healthy weight when they're not cutting, I just don't know that... Um, the, those extra few pounds, if there's that much of a difference, uh, if there's that much of a difference with those extra few pounds compared to if you really feel healthy and strong and Good your body cardio. is, yeah, and yeah. your body is not lethargic going into the cage from that cut. It's, there's I, so I, many I, factors that play in. I don't know yeah. what he walks around at because if you have a guy that walks around at, you know, 160, for example, or 162. Mm-hmm. He's not going to want to fight at 155. He'll yeah. be the smallest guy by a huge margin, you know, compared to guys that walk around at 170 and fight at 155. Yeah, but at the same time, in training, a lot of these lighter weight guys, and I'll even say middleweight, the middleweight range, right. you know, 85 and 70 on down, when they're in training, a lot of times they are fighting against, they're training against guys and with guys. That are heavier right. than them by twenty or thirty pounds, right, or or more. It was. I agree. I think it should happen. I think, and I think Dana White is pushing towards that, and I think we've seen that in the past. 
Dana's Dana uh, Hannah Brow is a perfect example. He mm-hmm. gives them ultimatums now. He's like, you either go up a weight class mm-hmm. or you don't fight for me. Yeah, and I think I respect that and I appreciate that from Dana White because people don't get it. It's saving lives. You know what I mean? You're you do a lot of damage to your body as a fighter already. Yeah, between training and cutting weight and you know and you dieting, need water. You, you need your water, and the more you cut. It's you know it's 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 science here. You're hurting yeah. your body. You're yeah. hurting your organs. And I'm all for fighting close to your to your natural weight. So yeah. In fact, we saw that as well in. Uh, I guess it was the uh, the previous card we didn't get to talk about, but Henry Cejudo's made right. his UFC debut at 135 after not being able to make 125. Now, granted, Henry is an Olympic champion who fought at 120, fought wrestled at 121 mm-hmm. in 2008, and won a gold medal. Um, was not able to make 125 the last time, uh, the first time that he tried to uh, to do so in uh, in the UFC, and was forced to go up a weight class at 35. Right. That guy looked fantastic. We didn't get to talk about it in the previous show for this event, but I'm putting my money that Henry Cejudo's. I think we will see uh, if he if if he has performances continued if they continue like he did on this uh, UFC on Fox 13 uh, right. event in the uh, Fight Pass prelims. I think his star will rise really fast in the UFC. He had so much hype behind him, and the only thing with him was not being able to make weight. Mm-hmm. So now that he's finally in the UFC and on his way up, I think it's a fast road to the top for him. Yeah, I believe it's 6-0 and coming in, I, I, right. I think, and then, of course, winning uh, his, his match here. He dominated three rounds striking. Uh, didn't didn't really bother with, with his wrestling at all. Didn't need to. Um, that speaks volumes because yeah. the guy's such a high le- level wrestler, you know. I'd like to see him stay at 35. I think that can be interesting. He did say right. that he wanted to try again and cut down to 25. God forbid that division, you know, uh, if, if he can make that, you know, but 35 as well. I think he could, uh, uh, with a few more, a few more matches, I, I think he could have a fun, t- we'd have a fun match between him and TJ Dillashaw. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, the main event of the evening yes. is a the very historic one, guys. It's the first ever title match for UFC strawweights. And then there was one. And then there was one. <laughs> so you had Carla the Cookie Monster Esparza versus Rose Thug Namayunas. Uh, we saw this play out on season 20 of The Ultimate Fighter for months. We've been telling you guys episode after episode, the drama, everything that's been happening in the house. These two women were the collation of that they were the top two females in the strawweight division and they uh banged it out in the cage for just about three rounds until carlos barza finally found the finish uh by Mm -hmm. rear naked choke but let me just say these girls are no joke and they looked amazing uh i think the story of this match was that carlos barza is so good from the top Mm -hmm. and i mean the top on the ground the cookie monster is the big bird of the oh, strawweight division. Check me out Look now. at you. Look at you. Pat yourself <laughs> on the back. Yeah. What do you think, George? Nothing taken away from Carla, but I was a little confused by Rose's strategy as far as those leg, or as far as kicks go. Because if there's one thing you don't do, you don't kick a wrestler. But, no. See, see, I, compl- I completely admire Rose for doing that. because How much she kept doing it? I admire her for trying it out. But I mean, but had she not done that, it would have looked like Tisha Torres versus Carlos Barza, which mm-hmm. was way worse than mm-hmm. Rose versus Carlos Barza. If I you guess ask me, never know. Tisha Torres, what she did is she held back her kicks because mm-hmm. she knew she was going against a collegiate wrestler, mm-hmm. and in turn did nothing. 
and yeah. got wrestled to death. But I mean, I guess we'll never know because Rose so. went for those kicks and, and she, she got caught and, and then she Carla got taken said, down. Carla said in the post fight press conference that she was seeing stars from one of those head kicks. Mm-hmm. So Rose Namajunas, you did a good job by throwing those kicks, girl. <laughs> I am on board. I was very impressed with Carla's performance. Yeah. She did. Yeah, she bottom, amazing. Her striking, she, she outstruck somebody that had reach on her and, uh, you know, and, and used the takedowns and, and punished her. Like, really, just, you know, there was a ruggedness with Carla and, and an activity on the ground that um, I don't know that we necessarily saw that as much throughout the uh, throughout the season we with didn't. the fights. No, I yeah. agree. But she was a, a beast on a mission there. Getting Rose to the ground and, and pummeling her and, you know, moving position when she needed to. Right. Um, I feel like Rose didn't, didn't really have, obviously didn't have the answers for, for Carla's questions tonight, you yeah. know, and this night, but. The uh, way I look at it is that Rose Namajunas is 22 years old. Mm-hmm. She has a record of three and one. Yeah. Uh, her experience level in mixed martial arts is far less than Carla Sparza. Carla Sparza, former Invicta champ at the strawweight division. Mm-hmm. Her, her record uh, now is 11-2 mm-hmm. uh, or 12-2. And, and, you know, she's she's been in this a lot longer. She's a collegiate wrestler. So for Rose to even hang in there and be at this level at such a young age and such a young age in her career, mm-hmm. kudos to her. Okay. Carla Sparza performed exactly how she needed to, exactly how she was supposed to. She is the champion. You know what I mean? She She earned it. It wasn't one of those championship bouts where you were like, um, but it could have gone, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. a definite champion, and she deserves to be there. I'm going to do it again. The Cookie Monster is the big bird of the strawweight <laughs> division, and how many people did she beat for it? One, two, three, four. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If I you guys are listening on iTunes, I please go to your YouTube now. Yeah, I don't remember any of the other Sesame Street characters besides... Gordon and Elmo, and Elmo, I don't think, really fits in this analogy at all. <laughs> no. Don't forget Snuffy. Snuffleupagus, yeah. Hey, Berg. Um, <laughs> I think that... Hey, Carla. <laughs> I, think, I think that Rose Namajunas losing is probably going to be the best thing that happens to her. Absolutely. Because but I want to hear why. She's, oh, no, I'm saying she's one of those girls, and you can tell she's got that fighter instinct where she's going to go back and say... What, how can I be better? How can I stop the wrestling? So I think she's going to now train with mm. high college or high level wrestlers. She's going to try to go for those, you know, you saw it with Kane Velasquez and GSP, how them losing was probably the best thing to happen to them. Um, so yeah, I, and the fact that she's still 22 years old, mm-hmm. I mean, she's got, who knows, just imagine her at 27. That's scary. A 27 year old girl, Summer <laughs> Genius, with five That's more years I'm of saying. experience. She has so much time to get to the level that Carla Spars is at. Not saying Carla's not going to keep getting better. Of course she is. She's mm-hmm. going to grow as a champion, but Rose has time. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about contention matches because I'm super mm-hmm. excited. There's a new weight class. We got to talk about what's going to happen now. First, Claudia Gadia, if you guys watched our 6 p.m. show, we talked about her getting defeated by Joanna. Oh, how do you say her name? J. EJ Check. <laughs> and uh, so Joanna is now going to face Carla Sparza. Yeah. You know, as the next contender for, for possibly getting the belt. I put Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Penne. Okay. What do you think? That sounds interesting. I'm thinking about I, it in, in trying to come up with it off the top. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Jessica, Jessica uh, beat Brandon Marcos. Yeah, so yeah. now she goes against the other number mm-hmm. one contender, which uh, we don't have rankings yet, but Rose Namajunas would be. Besides, Rand, uh, Randa did not. Randa and Rose didn't fight each other, right? No, no. Uh-huh. That's so going to be another. That'll fun be a one. good one. But yeah. maybe you put Randa up against Claudia. 
No, actually, going back to what I said earlier, I was really impressed with Tisha Torres, so I'd put up her up against uh, Claudia Gadea. That's an interesting matchup because they have a very, very similar, similar build. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would be interesting, and because you, you have a brown belt in jujitsu, Claudia versus a high level Muay Thai It'd fighter. Be a good test for both of them. That's yeah, that's a good one, and then maybe the winner of that you give to like Rose. Yeah, maybe. After that. Yeah. Then let's talk. Who do we have in the bottom? You we got have, JoJo, we Joe who looked Claude. very impressive as well. I mean, she's a girl who's undefeated. <laughs> but don't, you, can't, don't. you can't do JoJo and Felice trilogy. We can't go there yet. JoJo and Felice? Yeah. I don't see that. But I want well, to be see, the winner and the winner. I want to see JoJo get a title shot. So I need to see whatever needs. I saw you were JoJo's going to need. Oh, I was talking fight. about Heather Joe Clark. So You're why not JoJo? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't want to see Heather versus Joe or Heather Joe. Heather and Felice. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Joanne Calderwood. Oh, so who do you My want to love. see her against? I want to see her. I want, I want to see her against Carla first, but obviously that's not going to happen next. No, uh, maybe put her up against Jessica Penne. I think they'd match yeah, up pretty she's good. She's going to have to beat somebody like a Jessica or. Uh, she doesn't get that just Randa. yet, though. We give. I, I Why give, not? I, not that she doesn't. She, she's earn undefeated. It. Yeah, she is undefeated. But I think you need somewhere to put Jessica Penne and Rose. Because where's Rose go? Where else would you put Rose? Unless you give... I would like to see Rose and Claudia. There's that as well. Yeah. Because Claudia is said to be but, the number one contender. Mm-hmm. But high-level Jets, uh, and especially the, what we saw... Two high-level Jets. What we saw with uh, Claudia's uh, grappling and, and the wrestling and control against uh, against Johanna. Uh-huh. I don't want to put her last name. Yeah. Um, I, I really gave that match to, to Claudia, and I think Claudia versus Rose makes sense. Um, I don't know. I think that Rose. I mean, if Rose will need to get that wrestling training that that we were talking about if she's going to face Claudia, that same piece of the puzzle missing there. Um, right. Whereas you know, with Rose, you want to give her. I don't know. You, you've given her a, a, a shot at the brass ring there. Um, maybe you give her a shot that's more even right now. Um, uh, and and I don't know maybe that Jessica Penne right now. Yeah, and then the winner of Jessica. that gets Claudia, mm-hmm. depending on where she is in her career at that time. Yeah. But So you want to see JoJo and who? I don't know. I mean, maybe Jessica Penne. No. There's Why not? options for, for a few of them there, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm really... I'm going to be checking on a daily have, basis. Yeah. I'm really curious how they're going to rank everyone first. Maybe JoJo and Tisha? I was going to say JoJo and, and Tisha Joe. and Claudia. Did we see that on the... I Heather don't think Joe? So. Yeah. And JoJo? Heather Joe and JoJo? No. No. Yeah. So, there's that possibility. I, I want, out of, you know, biasness, I want JoJo be on, on the path to the title. We know! And, I think, and we can hear your biasm. I know, but I'm saying, I don't think that beating Heather Joe Clark will get there. I think it's just going to stall a little bit more. I don't want to see her face somebody mm. who's going to put her in, contention, in contention. Okay, so that, so that would mean... It has to be like someone like Jessica, Randa. Yeah, I mean, don't put Rose. up against Rose because we saw that already. Yeah, at least not anytime soon. I don't want to see it. Give again. her Randa. See what happens. Maybe with these girls, though, certain ones you do need to also. Um, one philosophy of, of matchmaking is to book them against the toughest chick possible to get them to that end goal as fast as possible. Right. Uh, that's one way of doing it, but at the same time, there is also the issue of just having to keep them busy and warm. Mm-hmm. So. Not all of them are going to be able to fight Jessica. I mean, you could fill up Jessica's dance card really fast because Jessica is that close to the top, you know? Right. And uh, possibly the same thing uh, with, with Rose. But at the same time, from Rose's perspective, those could possibly be just be matches, kind of placeholder matches. Right. You know? um, so I think the thing is, though, you want to... 
you want to you want to kind of build everybody uh, c- carefully to evenly. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be just that these women fought on this show. Then they're going to have one other tough match, get past that, and they're going to fight Carla. You know, right, right, um, right. There's going to be several of these of these uh, you know potential stars. I'm going to say uh, that we're talking about here that are going to be matched up with some of the ones on the uh, on the prelims card. You right. Know? Um, I'd like to see, you know, in, in that respect, JoJo versus uh, Heather Joe Clark, uh, you know, not necessarily a, a bad match. Um, these, you know, some of these girls are going to have to have uh, ha- have to have notches, you know, have wins, you know, yeah, multiple wins. That's what I say. I, you know, that's why you can give Tisha to JoJo. Yeah. Sihi Ham to, to Angela Magana. You know what I mean? And kind of just play around with yeah. those. Sihi Ham and Angela Magana. The funny part is we're, we're talking about a, a division where. We really only know the top 15, top 20. I'm going to say, like, I They're mean... They're all the top. Because it just started and because, you know, Division is so... I, I guess you can say small. It's small at this point compared then, to the I others, mean, yeah. I mean, the person after this fight, you know, after uh, Carla versus uh, Joanna, Johanna, pretty much everybody's one win away from a title shot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, before, right, yeah. before Which is last how it night, looks, but not necessarily is going to play out that way, is my point. Well, I mean, then who's going to get the next title shot after Carla and uh, Johanna? We have to see who, what happens in that match whenever that gets booked because we yeah. know it's not going to get booked for a couple of months. Yes, yeah, so I mean, a lot and of then, these girls, and, you know, we're going to see all these other matches happen. Yeah, and their performances. And one other name that we're not talking about in this mix, Paige Van Zandt. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Boom, Trump wait, 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 wait. Amazing Donner? fight right here, guys. I'm telling you, this is going to get fight of the night bonuses <laughs> everywhere. You know who I'm going to say? I do. Rose Nama Yunus versus Paige Van Zandt. Mm. Boom. That has... Okay, first of all, I'll give you a lot of reasons. They have this exact same build. They're both mm-hmm. tall, narrow, kind of lanky. Um, Rose Nama Yunus, sick stand-up, really unorthodox. Uh, Paige Van Zandt, amazing stand-up. Maybe even more mm-hmm. brutal than Rose's. And amazing clinch work. Yeah. Uh, Paige Van Zandt's a girl that has amazing reach, but doesn't like to use it. She likes to go inside and dirty box. Yeah. I would love to see that fight. Super, and and both both very young as well. Both young 21 and, talented. and 22. Talented, yeah. fresh, eager, emotional. That's a good fight. I will the, say that the person that Paige Van Zandt beat, Kaylin Curran, she looked pretty impressive as well. Yep. Kaylin Curran's an impressive throw her name. Into this mix. You, I would like to see. I think they've already fought, but Kaylin Curran and Claudia Gadia. I think if, I think they've already fought, but I don't know if they haven't. Put mm-hmm. those two together. <laughs> you got a wrestler and a high level jits. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Yeah, for There's a good stand up. So match. much to do. yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> no, so much to do with this weight class. Fight before they didn't fight before, no. you just check for me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Joe Silva, 911. on my Wikipedia. Sean Shelby, There rather. you go. Um, so. I'm really excited about this division. Like I said, I'm going to be checking it on a daily basis just to see. I'm kind of curious what the rankings are going to be. The rankings, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious who number one or number two, number three is going to be. You know what I'm be. curious to see? I'm curious to see if it's going to be the kind of, if Carlos Barza is going to be the champ that nobody can beat mm-hmm. or the, or if this weight class is going to be a new champ every week. You know what I mean? Every week, <laughs> not not every week. the light heavyweight with division like, was like that for like, a little like bit. Like Ronda Rousey, yeah, title fights. Like Ronda Rousey, every she's time. had the champ from the start. Nobody yeah. can beat her. It's the same old story. Is this going to be one of those things where it's like, bam, next this girl's beating the top one contender, then this right. girl's beating this girl, then this girl's oh, beating yeah. this girl? Is it going to be one of those crazy weight classes, or is it going to be like Carlos Barza, no one can touch me, mm-hmm. unstoppable? I mean, it definitely looks like that right now. Right. Um, I mean, as much as I love Rose, I mean, Carla kind of dominated her. She did dominate her. I mean, here, 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 literally everybody here 
was picking Rose to win. Yep. And you watch Tough Talk, a lot of the people watching was picking Rose to win. Mm-hmm. A lot of the girls... Vegas picked Rose to win. A lot of the girls on the Tough Talk were picking Rose to win. Misha Tate picked Rose to win. Everybody picked Rose to win. So, I mean... I will go out right now and pick uh, Carla to retain against Joanna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, that's one one yeah. match that she'll have to be on point for it, to mm-hmm. be sure. But, Definitely. But, uh, you know, that, that striking does cause a... Uh, pose a threat, but I think Carla will be able... If there's one thing Carla Spars is good at, it's ducking under that vicious striking using her wrestling. Yeah. I would put money on the fact that she'll have to use her wrestling a lot in that kind of fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, Carla Spars has been showing us that she has a stand-up game and mm-hmm. I love it, and that she has a, a, a jiu-jitsu game as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas the old Carla Spars, a lot of her old fights, if you look at it, was mostly wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, wrestling, and wrestling. You know, get her to the ground, hold her there, let the time run out type thing. Right. And the new Carla Spars is not so much like that. She's very entertaining. A lot more entertaining than I remember her being. Um, and I think a fight like Joanna, I think she's going to have to really use that wrestling. Yeah. But I think the way that we saw, um, uh, sorry, uh, Claudia handle Joanna and, and keep her where she wanted She'll to. She'll be able to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. That's, that's my thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I was Joanna, I would definitely work on my takedown defense because don't get it twisted. Joanna is a high level, and I, and I don't see, I don't mean high as in high. I mean high as in extreme level of, like, Muay Thai. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't think that Carla's going to be able to strike with her um, on the level that she, we've seen her do with, you know, Jessica. Very Penny, good point. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it should be interesting, but I do think that Carla would uh, retain. Take the win. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, we have such a cool weight class on our hands. I welcome them to the UFC with open arms. Um, so entertaining for us. We I want to mention though on our last card it wasn't on last it wasn't on this card but the other one we talked about on uh, Friday Friday night yeah we had a retirement Saturday night it was last night yeah it was last technically it aired we're covering last the Friday night, night, night last card night. UFC yeah. on Fox thirteen but we had Jamie, a retirement Jamie, Jamie Varner yeah retired after getting defeated by. A young buck, a new guy, uh, oh, Drew Dober. Young bucks. Young bucks. <laughs> Jay knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> token. Drop your super, token wrestling super, reference. Super here. kick party. Oh. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Varner. Um, if anybody remembers, back in May, we saw a brutal fight with him and James Cross, and where I uh, he hurt his ankle, and it was very, very difficult to watch. I remember we were watching it with actually Josh Barnett in the living room of Afterbus Studios and all of us kind of cringing just oh how is he still even fighting and how is he still we were eating pizza from now we're not going to promote them (laughs) Um, but yeah we're just all cringing like um how is he still standing how oh what does he stay down and just tap out but yeah it was just and going back to yesterday yes he did submit and I don't know if you noticed this but there was one where he kind of hooked Drew Dober and he kind of pulled guard and he said he knocked himself out. He hit the back of his head, mm-hmm. and he was out for like a second. Right. Um. So you know he ended up losing. He, I think he ended up saying that afterwards. But yeah, I mean, losing your five out of your last six fights. I mean, yeah. I love Jamie Varner, but yeah, he definitely isn't the Jamie Varner from the WEC. From he's had like yeah, thirty fights. Day. He's had Former a WEC really, champion. really good run, and you know his time's over. He admits that, and he uh, welcomes it. Yeah. But it, we're gonna wrap up here, guys. We're running out of time. Um. I'm excited about the Tough 20 finale. I'm excited about the the other all the cards this weekend. It was mm-hmm. such a good weekend of MMA. Great night of fights. Packed doubleheader. And we will be back. One more show for the year. One more show, guys. Uh, we're going to have a special guest next week. Can't tell oh. you who it is, but it's a very uh, special MMA coach in the SoCal area. Take your guesses on our YouTube comments. 
Guys, we might even have our picks of a fight of the year, fighter of the yeah, year. Yeah, we'll be oh, talking. We're we're we want to know all about. We want to know who is your fight of the year, fighter of the year, comeback of the year, all those of the year. Start a watch in 2015. Yeah. Go on your fight pass for 9.99 and check out those old fights you missed this year. <laughs> but in the meantime, you can find me. Is it is it up yet? Right there. At G Hermosa. <laughs> it's up. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at G Hermosa. You know what? I think I said Facebook. Go ahead and add me on Facebook as well, at, at uh, George Hermosa. So uh, what about you, Jay? Because I know Daria's goes, goes last, apparently. Find me at Friendster, at uh, JTan716. Actually, I don't think those codes even actually existed during Friendster. Some of you don't even know what Friendster is, for that matter. And then you can add me on the PlayStation Network, at G Hermosa as well. I don't, anybody who wants to play me in a... Uh, FIFA 2008. Go ahead and add me. You heard him. Uh, you can find me at Daria V28. <laughs> you can also go on my new Facebook page, Daria the Jersey Devil Baronado. Why? I don't want to put my headphones on. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that they were off. <laughs> um, and you have a fight coming up. I have a fight coming up February 7th for California Fight League in Al Delanto, California. Uh, I'll also be fighting for Ready. a special U of MMA show very soon, too. <laughs> but we'll talk about that when it comes time. Thanks, guys. Don't, what are you flinching for? From a- executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.